Good morning and welcome to Legal Happenings from KRWC this Sunday morning. My name is John McCooley and I'm the former law librarian for Wright and Sherburn County that shares a little bit of knowledge with you each Sunday morning at this time concerning our court system, finding some court forms, finding various legal resources is a big trick, but if you know where to look, it's not so hard. This program is a public service of the station. We thank the station for each week when we can share knowledge with you. This is all a volunteer situation where we like to share knowledge that will help you have an easier day if you're going up the courthouse steps. You want to know what you're entering into sometimes and with the courthouse now being concerned about uh, COVID-19 and its problems and uh, precautions, it's not as readily available as it always has been before. So now is a good opportunity for you to spend some time at your computer looking for different things that affect you. For example, maybe you're thinking of getting a child support increase or maybe uh, you're looking for divorces or what have you. Uh, you need to go to the one site that can help you right there at your computer and prepare you to even come to the courthouse. Certainly you would get a much better understanding as you look at the different self-help representative type forms that are available to you. It's the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. It's the premier site in Minnesota. And it's the one where you'll find information on anything from jury duty, ADR, uh, alternative dispute resolution, or maybe fee waivers, or maybe you want a tutorial on uh, any number of things from guardianship to uh, conservatorship you want to find this site because this is the one you ought to have on your hot list. Minnesota Judicial Branch at mncourts.gov. mncourts.gov, that's the site. There you'll find all kinds of things. And one of the most interesting part is that it's all plain language. It's easy to understand. This has been going on for 25, 30 years now in terms of forms development. They've made it plain language. They've made it simple. So if you were filing, for example, a divorce where the family with children or without or a summary or a joint, you're going to find the instructions that come with it. And that makes it a lot easier. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You simply follow the step-by-step instructions uh, uh, that come with it and then move right along on your petition. It'll outline everything for you. It'll get... 99% of everything done. Now, maybe you're going to have a question. You don't know the uh, address of your ex or you can't find somebody. Sometimes the county attorney's office can help you with that. But at any rate, you can flag those questions and then you might want to sit down and talk with an attorney. Now, we don't have free law clinics as per se as we used to, but they still are available through private Uh, obtaining. If you wish to uh, have the services of a qualified attorney, we would like to remind you that the Minnesota State Bar Association or the 18th District, which is this area of the uh, Monticello and Buffalo uh, up to Pine City, I think it is, the 18th District covers the sort of western edges of the Twin Cities. And you can talk with an attorney there at the Minnesota State Bar help desk at mnbar.org. It's a great resource, not only for speaking with a qualified attorney and 
uh, you'll also find lots of really practical resources that outline in plain language various topics. And then you can begin to understand whether you have an issue you need to talk with an attorney about. Sometimes we're so lost about things we don't know uh, where we are. As a matter of fact, I read a report the other day, and I'm sorry I don't remember where I read so much, but the, uh, the report said that some 75 to 80% of Americans do not use the legal system, either because it's too complicated, they don't have the money, or they choose not to. And that's why we've seen such an increase in the self-help, do-it-yourself type representation in courts. And the courts are aware of that, and they've been working on these forms for years to make them trouble-free as best they can. But, of course, there, there are forms that only you know something about. So you might want to do that. Look at the website and just look at the different sites. If you have a question or comment from conciliation court uh, to maybe getting a new title or whatever you need, check out the court forms on the website. There's plenty there to find, and then you can read the instructions. And the whole purpose of this is to eliminate uh, what you might call... Um, early legal errors and legal misrepresentation and judicial errors that you would make. Now, the, the courts aren't going to make those mistakes, but we do because we don't know the system. So that's why it's been laid out for you. So check it out. It's mncourts.gov. I think you'll find good success there and get you started in the right direction. Because sometimes it's frustrating and you don't know what to do, but if you start to do something, at least you feel that you're making some headway. And just a reminder that if you do talk with an attorney, do bring your paperwork with. That, <clears throat> excuse me, that would include uh, such things as any former um, documentation that you think the attorneys would need, or and for sure, if it's a court order, bring that with so that the attorneys can review what the court has already determined. And finally, be sure that if you receive something in the mail by service, that you act on it very quickly. Get a hold of an attorney and get the matter resolved and an answer filed because you only have so much time in this business of law. So I hope that helps you a little bit. And uh, now we want to take a break for District Court Judge Gregory Galler, who's going to be talking about the differences between the state and federal government as it applies to us. Let's listen. This is Minnesota District Court Judge Greg Galler. Welcome to Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC, radio for Wright County. Did you know that there are two separate court systems in Minnesota? There's the Minnesota State Court System and a separate federal court system. Each system has their own courthouses, laws, and judges. Why are there two systems and what do they do? First, the federal courts are part of a nationwide system of courts that were established by Article III of the United States Constitution. The federal court system has three tiers. The first tier is the district court, sometimes known as a trial court. This is where most cases are first heard. There are 12 federal district court judges hearing cases in three federal courthouses in Minnesota. Those courthouses are located in St. Paul, Minneapolis, and Duluth. The second federal tier is the Circuit Court of Appeals. There are 13 Circuit Courts of Appeals in the country. Minnesota is part of the 8th Circuit, which has its headquarters in St. Louis, Missouri. 
Other states in the Eighth Circuit include North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, Arkansas, and Missouri. The final tier in the federal system is the U.S. Supreme Court, located in Washington, D.C. Minnesota's judicial system largely mirrors the structure of the federal system. Our first tier is also a district court. Ours has 293 judges across Minnesota's 87 counties. Minnesota's Court of Appeals has 19 judges sitting in three-judge panels located in St. Paul, and it is the second tier in Minnesota's system. The final tier is the Minnesota Supreme Court with its seven judges. The state Supreme Court is the final stop for all cases involving state law or the state constitution. Federal judges are appointed by the President and confirmed by the U.S. Senate. Most state court judges are initially appointed by a governor and then later elected by the people. The two court systems hear different cases. Federal courts hear cases involving federal law, and state courts hear cases involving state law. For example, civil cases dealing with family law, real estate, name changes, child protection, and most contracts are typically heard in state court. Also, criminal cases under state laws such as DWI, theft, domestic assault, traffic offenses, and disorderly conduct are also heard in state court. Federal courts hear criminal cases based on federal laws, including those with international or interstate connections, U.S. mail fraud, and crimes committed on federal land. Civil cases include those where the United States is a party, and cases involving patents, copyrights, bankruptcies, and disputes between different states, or between citizens of different states if the amount in controversy exceeds a certain amount. More cases are heard in state courts than in federal courts. Nationwide, about 1 million cases are filed each year in the federal courts. Compare that with over 30 million state court cases. Even though there are differences, both court systems are the same in the most important way. Each is bound by the U.S. Constitution, and all judges in both systems are committed to delivering justice and the due process of law to all of the people that they serve. This has been Judge Greg Galler with Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC Radio for Wright County. You're listening to Legal Happenings from KRWC this Sunday morning. Thank you for the company. My name is John McCooley, as mentioned earlier, a former law librarian for Wright and Sherburn Counties that helped put together this program each week as a public service to our community through the station and Joe Carlson, who is the producer and director of this program, is extremely helpful in putting it all together for over 60 months. That's five years or so, so we thank him for that. And we thank District Court Judge Stephen Halsey and Gregory Galler for their work in providing public information. That's what these legal commentaries are hopefully accomplishing, because we should know about the basics of our community, and certainly when it comes to areas of our life that uh, are so affected, we do need to know how to react and what to expect. It can be a real shock walking into a courthouse sometime if you don't understand it, and it is so much easier to be, like the Boy Scouts, prepared. As a matter of fact, District Court Judge Stephen Halsey some years ago wrote a real nice paper that was a handout in the law library. Not only nice, but basically very informative and helpful because it talked about 10 good reasons to settle your divorce should you be anticipating going into a divorce. I'll give you three examples. There are 10 different reasons, but divorce 
does not eliminate joint deaths, was one of the things the judge will be talking about on this paper. And the other thing he wrote about was that you can either pay for your own kids to go to college or for your lawyer's kids to go to college, but not both. And tomorrow's another day. The kids are going to grow up, and there's some things you need to be looking at. So very good, wise advice from District Court Judge Stephen Halsey, who still has a family law blog at some point. And I think if you Google that, you'll be able to find that. We do thank Judge Halsey for all of his work over these years because he's the one who started it, and he's the one who's provided us with many, many commentaries along with District Judge Court Judge Greg Heller, who talked about ignition interlocks last week, and as mentioned today, he's been talking about state and federal governments. Well, the world is moving quickly, and we're all trying to stay well with now the Governor Walz's mandate that we all wear masks in public places. And there's a great website that you might find interesting, because if you live in Wright County, which is where we are, the... Uh, the Wright County COVID-19 stats are available at Wright County COVID-19 dashboard. It's a great weekly update on COVID-19 and its effects and the statistics here in Wright County. For example, they'll be talking about daily activation and cumulative trends. If we look at the trends, which comes out every Thursday at 1 o'clock, we see that the trends in Wright County are going up steadily up. They've never leveled out. They continue up, and you can find them again at, at your own computer. They also list rather zip codes where there are more than 10 uh, cases reported for privacy reasons, and they list by age and by gender. And what possible exposures might have, where that came from? It looks like 28% or so come from um, non-contact with people, and then some are confirmed cases and some aren't. So a lot of it is residential, where it's the age group that seems interesting from 20 to 60 is where uh, the majority of the cases appear in that age group. So, well, maybe that makes sense. Us older folks don't go out as we used to, and so we are just simply not out there as much, and perhaps we're wearing the mask more than we should or should have, according to some people. But at any rate, the statistics are available to you, and I invite you to check them out. They, again, are updated each week on Thursday at 1 o'clock. It's the Wright County COVID-19 dashboard, and there you'll see all the information on the latest stats in Wright County. At last report, I think we're at 665 cases here in Wright County. Last week it was five. 76. So you see the increase steadily upward. Well, it's time to take a break for District Court Judge Steve Halsey as he continues with his commentaries. Today the judge is talking about hate crimes. Let's listen. Welcome to uh, Legal Happenings here on KRWC Radio. I'm Judge Steve Halsey, District Court Judge in the 10th Judicial District chambered in Buffalo. And the topic that I'm going to uh, cover today is what is a hate crime? It has been reported by the Anti-Defamation League that nationwide anti-Semitic incidents are up 
86 percent in 2017 from the same period in 2016. These include assaults, harassment, and vandalism often directed at synagogues and cemeteries. A hate crime is not a defined crime under Minnesota statutes contrary to popular belief. Minnesota law, however, provides more severe penalties when a person is convicted of certain crimes perpetrated against a victim because of a specific characteristic of the victim. If a crime is found to be motivated by bias, the maximum penalty rises one level, for example, from a misdemeanor crime to a gross misdemeanor or from a gross misdemeanor to a felony. There is no higher penalty than a felony in Minnesota, therefore the sentence could be a greater prison time. The crimes are criminal damage to property, assault, and harassment or stalking. The personal characteristics of the victim, actual or perceived, include race, religion, color, sexual orientation, sex, disability, or national origin. Police officers are required by law to report and classify any crime they investigate as a bias crime if either the officer or the victim believes bias was a motivating factor in the commission of the crime. It is not necessary that the officer agree with the victim's conclusion that bias was involved. At the federal level, bias crime penalty enhancement involves crimes across a state line or national border or using a channel, facility, or instrumentality of interstate or foreign commerce, such as a train, a plane, or their facilities. What is the rationale for enhanced penalties for bias crimes. The head of the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division made these remarks in 2015 in a speech at the White House, quote, In America, our Constitution guarantees all people, regardless of what they look like or where they worship, fundamental fairness and equal justice under the law. That simple but unwavering belief has driven America's leaders over generations to defend and enforce the principles that form the foundation of a tolerant and open society. 225 years ago, that belief led President George Washington to assure the Jewish community of Newport, Rhode Island, that the United States gives to bigotry no sanction, to persecution no assistance. Combating discrimination based on one's religion remains fundamental to not only protecting our values but also to defending our freedom. We cannot and we must not allow our enemies to define how we live or or to dictate how we treat one another. To people in this country of every faith and nationality who feel afraid, threatened, or unsafe, please know you will never stand alone. Let us bring America ever closer to the founding vision of a land protected by justice anchored in fairness, and filled with opportunity for all its people. That ends the quote from Vanita Gupta, head of the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division in December of 2015. So in conclusion, when citizens and non-citizens alike are targeted for violence for their race, religion, ethnicity, or sexual orientation, All citizens are affected and at risk for similar acts of violence. In our democracy, such acts of bias cannot be tolerated. That concludes my remarks about what a hate crime is in Minnesota. 
I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court. Thank you for listening to Legal Happenings. District Court Judge Stephen Halsey is heard regularly here on KRWC's Legal Happenings. If you wish to write the judge, he gives his address at the end of the commentaries, and we encourage you uh, to write him with questions and comments that are of general nature, I'm sure. He will specify on his program exactly how he would like to have them come. Well, we thank everybody for joining us today, and I do hope everybody is staying safe and sound and uh, some people feel they're under house arrest. Uh, we meet with our coffee group, and I want to tell you, they're, they're, you've heard of bad cabin fever. Well, some of it's getting even worse than that, but people have to learn to get in their gardens and do things until we can get through this difficult situation. seems like the world is really in a tough situation, but it's always been that way, I guess. When, when I was born, a world war started, called the Second World War, and... Uh, I still have memories of that, but I'm often impressed by our veterans, and I, I am a veteran. I was in the U.S. Navy uh, aboard ship with my brother in 1959 through 62 in uh, the USS Carousage, which is a, 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 what they call a support aircraft carrier. Our job was to protect an attack carrier, a CVA. But being in the military is something I always wanted to do when we do salute our military even though it's not Memorial Day, every day is uh, a day we ought to remember them. And uh, when I was five years old, I remember them marching home. And my mother said that these were the soldiers that defeated Europe. And so uh, it was something that I'll never forget. We're very proud of our soldiers then. We're very proud of them now. And so we remind them, too, that if you're having a problem... With, as a vet with problems getting back in society, you have everything from mental to physical problems, check it out at the St. Cloud VA Healthcare System. The phone number is really easy to get to, and it's a main number. They'll talk to you. They're 24 320-252-1670. 320-252-1670 for mental health services at the VA hospital healthcare system. Getting back into the civilian life is a lot of adjustment for a lot of us who are in the military. There's so much structure and organization and good people that you could depend on and could believe are kind of loyal. They'd always get you back to the ship or cover your back. And here in our society, it's a little bit, well, it's, it's considerably different and it's we salute our mental people, that are, our military people rather, that are having mental problems, and we <clears throat> want to help them as well. So remember a vet today and get them the help they need. The crisis, nurse, uh, crisis veterans line rather is 1-800-273-8255 and just press 1 for our vets crisis line. Well, it's time to pretty much wrap things up. There's a lot I'd like to share with you, but if you have a question or comment, we would like you to write us at lawlibrarian at frontier.com. That's lawlibrarian at frontier.com. And we'd be more than happy to comment or to take your criticism or questions or whatever it is you'd like to say to us. We'd like to know if you're listening. And if so, what could we do to help make life a little better and easier for you? We also want to remind you, if you need an attorney, that if you've been served with papers or 
you're anticipating a legal matter you don't want to handle on your own or can't, we urge you to call the help desk at mnbar.org. That's help desk at mnbar.org. Great resources, specialized attorneys, and all the help you'll need is right there with lots of public resources available too. So, well, until we meet again, I again hope you stay healthy and I hope God blesses you really good. And we'll hope to see you next week at the same time on Legal Happenings. Thank you.